Welcome to the She's Brave podcast, where I help women be brave and go after what they really want in life. I'm Tiffany, certified coach and counselor, here to help guide you on this journey. Hey, you guys. So today is a really special interview for me because I'm interviewing one of my college friends, and it is so amazing to see what she's done in these years. She has started a foundation called the Stay Beautiful Foundation for women who are battling cancer. And today we're going to really talk about how she's gotten through what she's gotten through, how she's created her foundation, and how she continues to push forward and do the things that she wants to do in her business, even though it is difficult and even though it is the one of the hardest things that she's ever had to do. So we're going to be going into how she's persevered in her business and also a, a key piece in this is self-care. So we're going to be talking about self-care and business and it's just, I love it. So I hope you all enjoy. All right. So Ashley, so love everything you're doing. Like I know a little bit about what you're doing, like with your Stay Beautiful Foundation and some other things you have going on. So just tell us a little bit about like your story. um, And yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm so honored to be on your podcast. Let me start by saying that. Thank you so much for all you're doing, um, encouraging women to stay connected and to stay brave. Um. So I'll jump right into my story around Stay Beautiful because that's my heart and soul. Um, I, my whole life grew up in a spa. My grandmother owned a spa, Michigan Avenue in South Loop in Chicago. Um, And she inspired me so much by being a black woman entrepreneur and a spa owner. Um, And it was really successful. Um, And then, however, you know, I saw her just, the difficulty she ran into as being a black woman in business and she just inspired me. And I loved growing up in the spa and I loved the power of how beauty and self-care can really just make us feel whole. And I think it's a very important piece of who we are as women. When we look good, we feel good, not only from the outside in, but from the inside out. And um, mm-hmm. she was diagnosed with cancer. And when she was diagnosed with cancer, she still stayed her beautiful self. Um, a diva, if you will. So when mm-hmm. she went to Northwestern, she would text me like, girl, I need, they got dollar store lotion up here. I need you to bring my face mask, my eye mask. <laughs> I could be up here looking crazy. And so even through such an ugly disease, she found a way to keep a hold of beauty. And I'll never forget when she, um, I'll never forget when she went into her spa after doing chemo for a few weeks, um, you know, she hadn't been in the spa and the security guard stopped her, who was a really good friend of hers, um, and was like, excuse me, ma'am, like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm the owner of the spa. And she had lost her hair. And I'll never mm-hmm. forget kind of, you know, that interaction of, you know, a, a woman walking into her spa that she poured so much time and energy into for years and then not being recognizable by a security guard that would often smile at her and talk with her and and have that interaction with on a daily basis he was protecting her okay like you know you're not a familiar face and it was actually her going through such an ugly journey so there's so many pieces that women have to go through when they're battling any type of disease but cancer is one that was close to my heart and so 
you know, as I, as my grandmother was going through her treatments, I found beauty in making these care packages for her and bringing them up to the hospital. What I found out was that the products that she was using in her spa actually were um, breaking her out. And that's when I found a real need for us to educate ourselves on what we're putting on our body. I mean, I know that it's a big thing for what we're putting in our body to eat better, but what we're putting on our body, you know, the skin is the largest organ and it absorbs a lot. And so that's when I started doing research on natural beauty products that are safe for women to put on their body, um, especially during times like chemotherapy or radiation. And so um, with that being said, I kind of, you know, we would just do research and we would find products and I would bring them to her. And once she passed, I decided every woman should be able to feel like this, right? Every woman should be able to still have access to beauty products that are now fitting for this time in her life so that she can remain to stay beautiful through such an ugly time and prevail. And research also shows that positive attitudes help people fight diseases. So that's when I decided to start the Stay Beautiful Foundation. And Tiffany, when I tell you, it started off being, I'm just going to pack a box. I would go to Target and I would find, you know, natural beauty products or Ulta or Sephora. And I would just mm-hmm. put them in a box. And anyone that I knew that had cancer, I would interview them and I would give it to them as a gift. And, you know, I am so blessed to say over these four years, we have been able to touch thousands of women not only here in the United States, but across the globe, um, and, you know, women in Africa, women in Toronto and Canada, um, women in France. I mean, it has become, and only in the four years, it has become something that has been able to touch women all over, which inspires me to keep going. You know, owning a business is so difficult. You talk about being brave. This, this was probably one of the most hardest things to do in my life. But as I continue to just keep persevere, the way I stay brave throughout kind of taking the leap of faith, starting my own foundation, um, was just staying close to people who are the light, right? Like staying close to people who inspire me, who keep pushing me. Um, that's been something that's been great. And in October, we had our breast cancer awareness campaign, and we were able to raise $20,000 um, wow. on behalf of – yeah, $20,000 in October. And normally, I probably send out a couple hundred boxes a year. And in October, we packed 600 boxes in one month. So that was a huge turning point for me. Um, and then, of course, life comes and hits you. And another way I had to be brave, uh, in the middle of that monumentous month for Stay Beautiful, I got a call from the emergency room saying that my father was in critical condition because he was walking across the street and got hit by a hit and run driver. So talk about oh. such kind of pit, like pitfalls, you know, I'm, I'm up, I feel like very, very high and I feel, and then like, I, you know, I was brought to a very, very low space. Um, but I once heard a quote by, I think Lauren Hill, and she said, the, you know, the only way that you can have the highs is to get to the lows, right? Because that's kind of how mountains and valleys are um but um I just I took a break the last few months to take care of my father and just kind of get that squared away and get my mental squared away because I'm no good to anyone if I'm not good to myself and I just previewed a or I just posted a video 
on all of our social media outlets, just letting them know, hey, this is what's been going on. This is why, you know, we haven't been as present. Um, but we are excited to continue to um, definitely get back into the group of things in 2020, and I'm going to have to find ways to stay brave <laughs> now that I have a lot more going on. So, Oh, well, like, it's so much in your story. So, like, I hear, like, even though, like, the things have been happened that were traumatic, I'm so sorry to hear about your grandmother and your father and everything that happened with them. However, it sounds like even throughout everything that's happened, you've been positive about the situation. You've um, used their stories to inspire you to create something for other women who may be going through the same things. It sounds like you have a really strong dedication to like family and community. And like, it's so inspiring to hear how you've been able to use such like tragedy and some like in and. Um, for lack of a better word, like ugliness and, and to make it mm-hmm. beautiful and to make it something that's it's reaching women all over. And it's like, yeah, this is hard. And this is something this is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. But, you know, ultimately it's about them and it's about, you know, me wanting to help them and help them stay yeah. beautiful. Yeah, because that that self-care, like you said, that's a ma- like that's a major thing. Like we have to take care of ourselves first, like yeah. you're saying, like. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. And I would be doing a disservice, and, and thank you so much for your kind words. I would be doing a disservice to them if I don't live what I preach, right? Like, if I were to just be like, oh, you know, everything's going on with me, but let me just burn out. Like, no, because what we preach is self-care and to take care of ourselves, be gentle, and not only just beauty products, but also self-care really digging within and making yourself beautiful so yeah I had to take a few moments and again like you said I was able to bring it back to the women now because I actually am in the hospital day to day I'm reminded of what these women are going through and it only Mm -hmm. makes me a more stronger closer founder to understanding what these women are going through yeah yeah like what an amazing thing uh, one thing I'd love to do, which I'm so happy that, that you asked me to speak, is I have never told my story. Not a lot of people know my story. And um, and I that's one way I need to kind of get brave and find a way to tell it. So here is kind of like a way. This is my first time really telling my story. Um, and I hope that many hear it, and I hope that I can continue to tell it and inspire other people. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an act of courage to say, like, I feel like a lot of us, we go through life and we're like, oh, you know, these things are going through, I'm just going through this and, you know, I'm just going to keep it to myself and I'm just going to, you know, kind of just keep everything mm-hmm. in. But um, when we actually speak about what we're going through and and then we see like, oh, you know, th- there's healing in that too. So there's there's healing and speaking your story and it's an act of bravery as well because you, you're getting vulnerable. You're saying, okay, no, everything's not okay. This is actually what's been going on. And, you know, life doesn't have to be perfect. So, yeah. So congratulations on that for you. So <laughs> I'm so glad. Thank you to so be, much. Yeah. I'm so glad to be the one that get to, you know, hear your story. And because it's an amazing story. Like, it's amazing. Like, everything that's happened with your family and then um, you creating opportunities from these different from these different things to um, 
to help women, to help women going through these things, like involvement and really knowing the experience of what they're going through, because um, that is brave in itself, because sometimes when we don't want to see those things, we don't want to see um, someone who's sick or who's frail or who's like struggling because it makes us uncomfortable. But it sounds like you're like, no, like I want to be able to know these women, really get to know their experience. And I'm here with you. I'm here to support you. So that's amazing. Thank you so much. So the question I have for you, so I I know um, starting the foundation, you said was something that was the bravest thing you ever, that you've ever done. So was there anything that you had to do to prepare yourself for that or like any kind of mental shifts you had to overcome in order to get that started? Yeah, I'd say the biggest mental shift was putting faith over fear. Yeah. I had no faith that this could work, that this, that this would be great. And even today, I still find myself saying, no, this wouldn't be great, you know, and I have to remind myself faith over fear. Before I was living fear over faith, like I was like, oh, yeah, this I'm faithful that it'll work, but I'm I'm so fearful I'm not going to do it. And so I had to kind of put that in the can. And um, and it took me months to put together my first box. Like, you know, I don't know why, but it did. I, I would say things like, oh, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, well, I'll, you know, and it was like, it was so, I look back at it now and I laugh. But I would say the biggest mental shift was faith over fear and just trusting in myself and saying, hey, if it doesn't work, oh, well. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, I mean, be March to just yeah. start. Yeah, and I think that's such a common thing too. It's like because we, it's something new. I think with anything new, you're like, uh, like uh, have some resistance towards it. Like I don't really know, but it, you're like, I mean, what do I have to lose? Like if you do nothing, then you're gonna be here. You know, you're gonna be in the same spot. And then if you do something and maybe it doesn't go the way you thought. I mean, you tried, so it's like you really don't have anything, anything to lose. So, so yeah. having that faith over fear. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I was just agreeing with you. Um, having that faith over fear is definitely a huge mental shift. It's something I live by. My mom always told me, all they can say is no, right? All, all, they, all people can say is no, they don't like it, or no, that's not going to work. And I mean, all they can say is no, and then you just keep going. Like that's. We just have the fear of rejection sometimes, but it's actually not that painful. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> you're like, yeah, it's not that bad. You know, they say no, then you're like, okay, well, let's keep it okay, moving. Cool. Let's go. Somebody ask exactly. somebody else. <laughs> exactly. So now, is there anything that you want to leave with the audience um, that you think would be helpful for them to achieve what they want? Wow, yeah. Um, I think, I know that your audience, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like, is all women, but mm-hmm. particularly like women like ourselves, right? Like women of color, black women. And I think um, something that I've been battling with and working with my therapist with is the notion of like being the strong black woman all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that my story, I've had a lot of journey through it all. I, you know, I've journeyed through it all, and there's been a lot to it. There's been a lot of pain. There's been a lot of happiness. Um, and I think oftentimes, especially being raised by strong black women like my mom and my grandmother who inspired me so much, um, I think we can 
get into the we have to be strong all the time, we have to be brave all the time, mm-hmm. we have to keep pushing, and that's because, you know, th- that's for a whole other conversation that I think you should dive into. I- I'm not um, like a, a culturally literal person. Like, I don't know lots of statistics, but what I do know is that black women have gone through so much over the years, and I think that we are always pushed to just be strong all the time. And I am so happy that there's women like Taraji P. Henson who are talking about mental health, who are talking about going to see therapists, who are talking about medication. We don't always have to be strong all the time. Um, We can connect with our sisters and connect with platforms like this or podcasts, other podcasts that can help um, for us to find solace um, and seek help. So I guess the only thing I'd like to leave with the audience is, you know, Let's start being more gentle with ourselves because I think that's the way that we can bounce back quicker instead of just always having on our armor um, at all times. Yes. And it's funny you mentioned that Taraji P. Henson because I actually was, I just saw her interview and I'm like, yes, like, yes. Like I think, I think even just in general, we may, we have this thing where we have to pretend like have to pretend like, Things are okay, even when they're not okay. So it's okay to not be okay. So it's okay to not be okay sometimes. You don't always have to be strong. You don't always have to be just pushing and going and like, just like you said, like putting up that armor and saying, yeah, everything's fine, even when you're not. So that goes with the self-care. So being honest with yourself, being honest with the world, taking care of yourself and realizing that you don't always have to be strong and brave. There's power in being vulnerable and being honest and being open. So that is amazing. Like that's an amazing takeaway for this podcast. So thank you so much for that. Of course. Yeah. I definitely think, um, I definitely think there's power in vulnerability and there's power in surrendering. And I think it makes healing a lot more amazing. So yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you so much, so much Ashley. No, no problem. The pleasure is all mine. I am so honored. Thank you so much. If you're wanting help with being brave and going after the things that you want, or if you want more information, you can visit me at she's alive to thrive.com. <laughs>